0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 196 of the MTG Goldfish podcast. It's Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive, and I'm joined today by Richard. Uh Chris couldn't be here, but thankfully Richard is here. How's it going today, Richard? Hey Seth, what's going on? Oh man, I am pretty hyped today. We had a bunch of news over the last couple of days just kind of drop out of nowhere, culminating this morning with a stream from Wizards announcing that... There's a set coming out in like a month, a month, Ultimate Masters. I don't know how Wizards kept a Master set under wraps until this weekend, but we have a new Master set. Not only a Master set, but apparently the Ultimate Master set, if the name is to be believed. So that's going to be one of our big topics today. What we know about Ultimate Masters, the box toppers and cards from Ultimate Masters. We're also going to talk a little bit about Pro Tour, which is coming up this weekend. So uh, Pro Tour Guilds of Ravnica, excited for that as well and, of course, like usual fish mail. So, that's the plan for today. Before we jump into it, a reminder that the sponsor of today's show is SpikesAcademy.com They are the world's first e-learning academy for Magic the Gathering, and they got courses by great players like Paul Arvito D'Amico Rosa and now Reduke doing a modern course, so check them out over at SpikesAcademy.com. You can even get 10% off with the coupon called Goldfish, and to learn more, it's Spikes underscore Academy on Twitter. So, thank 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 you to them for their support. And with that out of the way, Richard, why don't you fill us in on what we know and what we've learned over the last couple
1: days about Ultimate Masters? Oh boy. So surprise spoiler (laughs) season. So last week, people got mysterious packages in the mail. So if you ordered Guilds of Ravnica Mythic Edition, you remember the Hasbro Toy Shop fiasco. So Watsy was like, hey, sorry about that here is a booster pack and they sent a booster and the wrapper was ultimate box topper and inside we saw uh not quite full art like i don't know like semi frameless cards and people were posting them on twitter and watsi was like hey monday morning we're gonna reveal all the details but there were some pretty sweet cards like new art bitter blossom Uh, Through the Breach, Fulminator Mage, all kinds of stuff. But today, we finally got the stream, which explained everything. So, Ultimate Masters is coming down. This is the last Ultimate Masters, or the last Master set for, quote-unquote, a while, whatever that means. (laughs) But they they say this is the cherry on top for the 25th uh, year celebrations. So, this is the ultimate, Ultimate Masters until we get Mega Ultimate Masters or something. But... (laughs) Are you ready for this, Seth? The price is $335.76 a box. That's $14 a pack.
0: Uh Yes, it is. <laughs> it is very expensive. That is for sure. And the funniest part about that to me is uh, one of the biggest complaints about the last couple masters of sets uh, was the $10 MSRP for a booster pack. And most people are thinking, oh, maybe they'll drop it back down to 7 But Wizards actually went exactly the opposite direction and made it even more expensive to get these packs, uh, there is kind of a twist here. So, the Box toppers, you get one of them in your box. It literally comes in a separate one-card booster pack in the box. You can only get those by buying a sealed box from your local game store. They will have three booster uh, blister packs at Walmart and Target, big box stores like that. And those have an MSRP of, I think, $35. So your boosters are slightly cheaper if you get them through Walmart or Target, uh, like 12 ish dollars a little under $12 a pack. But you lose out on the ultimate box topper.
1: Yeah, and box topper is just a fancy name for a guaranteed, randomized, buy a box promo. And there's 40 of them. Every mythic in the set is guaranteed to be uh, a box topper. Uh, Plus, you have some some special box toppers that are uncommons. And we'll get into the cards. Uh, we, We do have all 40 box toppers. So, hence, we have 40 spoilers from the set. And we're going to figure out if it is worth the hefty price tag of $14 per pack. But what's what's your initial impression of this? Because I was all on the hype train. I saw all of the art. And then Watsy dropped this $335 <laughs> number on me. And I'm like, so I hope someone at my game store can afford this so I can see <laughs> these cards in real life. Because I don't know if I want to spend this much. It's that's a lot of money
0: so my my initial reaction before we knew the msrp of the box was this might finally actually be the master set we've been waiting for because the value of the cards just we only know 40 cards we know all 20 mythics which is another weird twist these sets normally have 15 mythics so it actually has five more mythics than normal uh but just looking over the cards there is a lot of value there. Like, there is very few actual duds on the entire list. Like, the worst cards uh, on the list are things like Maelstrom Paltz, maybe Kitchen Finks or Eternal Witness, the couple of Uncommons, Tassiger isn't that expensive. But really, it's a very valuable list of cards, and we're going to talk about those in a minute. So my initial reaction was, oh my goodness, this set's going to have a ton of value. Now that we know the MSRP is going up like 30-something, percent or something a pretty big jump now i don't know now i'm starting to think that maybe when you compare the actual cost of the box to the value in the box it might actually be fairly normal for a master set as far as like ev stuff but we don't know enough of the set to really calculate it yet and figure it out and it's also going to depend on how much of it there is like that's my big question for you richard Uh, discounting the price tag for a minute uh which is admittedly high no one disagrees on that how easy do you think this will be to get for msrp from your local game store is this going to be a master set where like 25th masters or iconic masters if you want a box you pretty much just show up and you can buy it whenever you feel like it or is this going to be like some of the older master sets where it's going to be really hard to get boxes and maybe even sell for more than the already high msrp
1: so i'm going to assume that wizards printed enough of these. Now, there's a couple arguments you can use. So the first Modern Masters sold out, you couldn't get it, and then Wizards kind of overcompensated until we got to Iconic Masters, where this stuff is like literally all over the place and you can't get rid of it. I think Wizards will just print just enough that you can get enough, but that people aren't trying to liquidate this stuff like six months down the line. So my guess is, uh, you can get access to it, but it won't be available forever if they do their job right i don't think they're going to try to uh create a shortage by not making enough or just print this thing into oblivion so from your perspective richard
0: how is it worth it is this something that you're going to go out and try to buy a box of i what is what is your take on that where do you fall on that scale
1: It's worth it in the sense that it's going to drive down (laughs) the prices of staples because someone out there is going to buy it. I don't know if it's worth it to- you know, if you're playing Modern, your deck is already expensive enough. Uh, let's say you're playing Jund, like you're about to replace half of your Jund deck with Ultimate Masters box toppers and that is very very expensive so I don't know if I would make the personal uh, splurge even though the new Tarmogoyf art is insane. It's just so expensive. Like, how much do you think Box Topper or Tarmogoyf is going to go for?
0: Uh, it's going to... I think it's going to be really expensive. They look really good, and while I can't tell for sure, I don't think it's the... Uh, VMA foiling that everyone dislikes, just from seeing some on camera. They opened one on their stream earlier. So I expect that these guards are going to be pretty expensive. I know uh, an interesting mathematical aspect of it is if you compare the blister pack price, the three booster packs from Walmart and Target, to the box MSRP, uh, It's I think it's $55 more you're paying per box to get a box from your LGS and get a box topper. So I would assume that that's kind of at least the average because if it's lower than that then there's not really any reason to buy a box from your local game store. So I think that some of the high end ones, the Tarmogoyfs and Liliana's are going to be pretty obscenely expensive.
1: So speaking of the foils, we saw them un- you know open the box topper and <laughs> I my first question to Seth was Did I just see a VMA foil? (laughs) Because it was slightly curled already. (laughs) What, like, how important is this cardstock, Seth? If it actually is the new, quote-unquote, fixed cardstock that doesn't curl, but we have just saw something on camera where it was already slightly curled, and this thing hasn't even hit shelves yet.
0: Yeah, so that was a little bit depressing, because I don't think it's a VMA foil, but it definitely came out slightly curled. It wasn't horrible, but this was fresh from a brand new box, so... I guess the only good news is I haven't seen a lot of complaints about that on social media from people who have been getting these as, like, their reward for trying to get Mythic Edition. So maybe this is, like, the exception to the rule. Who knows where they got their promo box from for the stream. So hopefully that's not how it was, but it was a little bit disappointing <laughs> to see it come
1: out curled brand new. Blake should have, like, pulled it out of, like, an ice chest. He has, like, a cooler. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, we gotta keep the cards cold, otherwise they'll curl. But I, I hope they don't curl, because if they curl, then that creates all kinds of problems. Not only do your precious, expensive foils curl, but they're not even tournament legal anymore. Nothing worse than the first Reddit post uh showing someone getting DQ'd from a tournament because their cards were marked because of the curling.
0: Uh, Yes, that would definitely not be good. What do you make of the end of Master Sets thing? Like, what is... Uh, they, they said in the stream, so this is their last master set for a while. It sounds like there's no more that are currently planned, but they wanted to leave the door open in case things change in the future. But they also promised more supplemental products to kind of fill in that void. And one of the bits of speculation, if you combine that with uh, a survey that Wizard sent out a while ago, asking about products that were reprints, but also new cards for modern, do you think that might be where they're heading? Like, I think that's my, my hope for sure sure and my guess is that maybe instead of a master set we're going to get a battle bond or conspiracy type set that mixes reprints with new
1: cards and have them be legal and modern yeah pretty much i, I don't buy this for a second yeah they're not going to technically have master set but they're going to make products that are chock full of reprint value and i think you hit it on the head seth they'll make some kind of master set that introduces or not master set but some kind of reprint set for modern that introduces some new cards so you know battle bond conspiracy things like that but for modern and that's where we're gonna get our Tarmogoyf reprints and Dark Confidant reprints and things like that going forward but I I think it's naive to think that oh you know they're never gonna reprint any modern staple again like it's only gonna go through standard like no they're they're gonna reprint their cards uh, for as long as they can,
0: and really, with how poorly received the last two master sets were, you can't really blame them for for trying something else. It feels like they stuffed ultimate masters with basically every. Uh, close to every reprint. I saw someone on Twitter said seven of the ten most expensive cards uh, in Modern are in the set for sure. And we've only seen uh, some of the cards. And the missing ones, one of them was Scalding Tarn, which they're not reprinting the Fetchlands. Those will get reprinted eventually. So a huge percentage of the most expensive cards in the Modern format are in the set and coming soon Yeah. so should we talk a little bit about these cards? We've been talking about the set from a a broad perspective and prices and all that let's go through the actual cards that we know of from Ultimate Masters and right now we have 40 cards and the important thing here is these cards are the box toppers but every single one of them is also in the set so Richard, ready to talk some cards? Yep, let's do it all right. First up, we're gonna go through the mythics, and like I said, twenty mythics in the set. Mythic number one, Balefire Dragon,
1: <laughs> Richard. Oh, what do you think? Of- we should we should have did it in alphabetical <laughs> order on the screen that started with Tarmogoyf, but immediately, if you haven't seen these cards, you can see that the art box it bleeds out to the side. The type line is transparent. Uh, the the text on the card is simplified, so you don't have flavor text. Uh, you don't have reminder text, so Balefire Dragon doesn't have reminder text, but you'll see it later. And the cards are always marked as mythic. In the box topper, even though the card in the set may not be and the art he- is bigger. You notice how the, the dragon is actually zoomed in and like more impressive on the box topper version?
0: Yeah, I really like how they made these cards. Like no flavor text, no reminder text, the zoom in art. I think they look really sharp, but what do you think of the aesthetic of these cards, Richard? Are you
1: happy with it compared to some of the different unique takes
0: of cards we've seen recently?
1: I really like it. I like the the zoomed-in art and the the kind of lack of border makes this card feel very red. Like, if you look at this card, you're like, it is a red card. And you're going to see that with the other cards. And the bigger art makes all the difference. I don't know how much bigger it is, like 10%, 20%, but you'll see a lot of details that you don't see uh, normally. So I really like it. It is impressive, and it is different from doing a full art uh, border extension of the existing card because the art is bigger the text box is different uh, So it, it you, you can't just kind of cheap out and find an artist to extend all your existing cards You know this this is a very different looking product.
0: Yeah, so Balefire Dragon kind of meh i mean it is like a 15 dollar card so it's not low value but it's one of the probably lesser exciting mythics to get as your box topper next though we have one of my favorite mythics not just from value but oh my god i love the art on this card bitter blossom oh man this might be my favorite new art from the set it looks so good to me what do you think of bitter blossom richard
1: this is so good (laughs) it's like way better than the original and you know what this means it means we're gonna get new fairy tokens as well so this is a really sweet card this is one of those there are are a couple cards with new art this is one of them and these are like kind of the reason to get the new version because you're like oh my god they saved they saved this epic art for this version right and this this art is just amazing i love and i love bitter It's one of those cards that Kind of slow, has downsides, but you always kind of want to make it work because it's just so much value. So much value.
0: The other sweet thing is the same art is used in the set proper. So maybe this uh, box topper foil ultra rare version, probably going to be really expensive. I, $100, more than a $100, but you can probably get the normal set Ultimate Vasters version, which also features art, not quite as cool looking, but same art for probably normal bitter blossom price. So it's, I like that they did it that way as well. So there is the super high-end version for the collectors, but there's also a playable version. If this is just your favorite bitter blossom art you can still get a cheaper version of it too
1: yeah but the full art version is so much better than the normal version my, my only gripe is i wish they made non-foil versions i hate foils right but i love this new frame so i just wish you had a non-foil version with you know the fairies like i don't know like bigger or something in in the full art version, right? So it just looks so much better.
0: Yeah. No, it does look really good. Well, next up, we have a Mythic Land. And this is a card. The art is old. It looks fine in the new frame. I think I prefer the original art. Cavern of Souls. So Cavern is a card... I'm really happy is getting reprinted because it is absurdly expensive on magic online and also in paper. And it really adds a lot to the cost of decks. And with blue white control kind of reemerging in modern cavern is really important for a lot of different strategies. So I'm not super excited about the ultimate box stopper version. It's kind of one of the meh ones for me, but as a value making modern more accessible reprint, pretty big fan of cavern.
1: Looks pretty good, I think. Still looks pretty good. Yeah. Notice this is the first printing with the colorless symbol on it, I believe.
0: Ooh, that's true. So if you, you gotta have your up-to-date mana symbols, you gotta get this version. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have a classic lad, Caracas. And, uh, Caracas, legacy staple. Banned in Commander, unfortunately. Funny Krakus story. When we first started doing Commander Clash, I think, like, every white deck I made or that had white in it, I would put Krakus in it because it seems so obviously good in Commander and then my deck would be illegal and I would have to remember that Krakus was banned and i do it again the next week. And now eventually I remember that you just, you can't do it in Commander, but...
1: <laughs> what about fixed Krakus for Commander? Return a legendary creature you control. Ooh, that could work as a way... Actually... That sounds like a good commander card. It reminds me of the... Is this still too uh, good, though? Maybe it's still too good.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, maybe... Maybe it would have to be, like, sacrifice this to return your commander to your hand so you can one-shot it.
1: Uh, oh, but then that's not worth it. Or is it? <laughs> I mean, I guess you're saving two mana from recasting your commander at the cost of going down to land permanently.
0: Yeah, it probably depends on the specific commander. Yeah. Maybe, like, Phage or something would want it, but... Yeah, all right, let's keep moving. We got 40 cards to talk about today. Another land, Dark Depths. And this is new art, right? This art doesn't look familiar to me.
1: This is new art and possibly one of the best arts. This This is a fearsome <laughs> land. You do not want to see this on the <laughs> battlefield, but this also means merit lodge token. That's, oh, it also finally. Is that we finally get the token? Ah, <laughs> uh, but look at look at that. The
0: art is the art is awesome and <laughs> I just love the little guy standing up there. Like, you know that it can't really see Marilodge, so yep. it's about to get its day completely ruined
1: and it has no idea how in trouble it really is. Yep. he's like, oh, yes, you need, like, 60 mana to summon the, the beast. <laughs> All right, I'll just hang out here and play my dirty creatures. That's what he's thinking.
0: Uh, next, classic classic art classic creature probably the best creature in the game honestly Emerkel, the eon storm and we actually got the entire cycle of original aldrazi all at mythic so we'll be seeing them later but eh, i mean aldrazi's eh. art uh, you're not excited about Emerkel?
1: uh i wish there was new art but i mean Emerkel has so much new art from like the new version and stuff but this one i'm not excited about this one's just like eh
0: the Eldrazi are always more expensive than I think they should be because we've already got them in a master set once Emerical was also the buy a box promo for yep. Rise of the Eldrazi and it's still pushing $40 even with those multiple reprints so I mean from a value perspective I think it's a, it's a fine reprint people can use them to like bling out their cubes or commander decks with the new border and whatnot so
1: I think it's the art it's too like cartoony it's not fearsome enough it's not like you just lost the game like <laughs> scooping up you know? like it's just like uh, uh what is that <laughs> <laughs> what about Kozalek Butcher of Truth? Uh
0: or do you feel the same way about all the Eldrazi? Yeah. It's all
1: original art, it's all yeah. They, they needed to make them more menacing. Like they're just it just looks like a statue or something. Like it's I'm just not scared of it.
0: Yeah, it isn't it isn't the scariest. Although if you actually play a game with it, it's pretty scary. Yeah. Annihilator, brutal mechanic <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's keep moving out of the world of Eldrazi into the world of cards that we have banned on Commander Clash, <laughs> Mana Vault, everyone's favorite fast mana spell and they said on the stream this was first time foil and i think that's semi true yes there is a master's piece so it's the first non-masterpiece foil uh, to uh, take that as you will but really powerful card i expect this to be pretty expensive because commander players uh, like to bling out their decks how do you think this compares to the masterpiece You're blinging out your commander deck, Richard. Do you go with this new ultimate box topper version or do you go with the masterpiece version?
1: I think masterpiece. I think masterpiece is more unique looking. So this is more for the subtle, but if you're trying to like bling your deck out, I think you got to go with weird frames and stuff. No, no.
0: No subtlety, you need that gold, that gold (laughs) glimmering on the battlefield. I would go with this one. I think, I just like how clean these cards look. The, like, semi-borderless, no-reminder text, they just look so clean and sharp to me.
1: And this is Magic Online art, so if you're a bono player, you have seen this, but if you're a paper player, first time in paper... Speaking of Moto, uh, the set is also coming to Magic
0: Online in December, and on Magic Online, $7 a pack, so the traditional master set price. So if you want to play some limited and don't have $15 a pack or whatever it ends up being... Uh, it's a good way to get in some drafts potentially. Uh, so next up we got Sigarda, and for me this is kind of one of the meh ones. What do you think of Sigarda being
1: included, Richard? Ah, I don't like the card. I don't really like the art. It's it's like zoomed in, but like her face is still blurry. Like you can't really see anything. It just looks like <laughs> you you know when you're trying to find art for a video, but the only the character is like in the background of some other art, so you like zoom in and crop it out. Like that's what this feels <laughs> like. <laughs> And it's only
0: like $15, $16. So it's not really a super high value card either. But eh, I mean, it's fine. You gotta, you gotta have some white cards. Speaking of cards that are really good, Karn Liberated. This is a card that has been at the top of the requested reprint list for a while. $87 currently for the cheapest
1: printing. Uh, so what do you think about Karn? Karn Daddy needed some new art. <laughs> we, we've seen this card exiling your land since I don't know how long. <laughs> I think you needed new art here, but you know, it's Karn. Karn is exciting. I'll take a Karn any day, but I really wanted to see new art here.
0: I would be down with some new Karn art. I do think like this art is pretty iconic, but new art would also be, would also be nice. We don't get enough new Planeswalker art outside of the like Planeswalker decks. Uh, not a whole lot of new Planeswalker art traditionally. Mm-hmm. Next up. Snapcaster Mage. Another... Uh, I wish we got the original art, personally. I think I prefer the original Invitational art. Plus, it kind of drives me slightly crazy when we have an Invitational card, and then the person whose card it was is slowly, like, <laughs> is no longer on the card after we get more and more reprints with different art. But, I mean, good reprint. Yeah,
1: I, I really like this version. It's, like, the card is so blue. You, like, you'll never mistake this for a red card. Like, the art is all blue. <laughs> it bleeds into the frame. Like, it's... It just feels cool. Like, I just like how blue it is. You'll, ne- you'll never <laughs> mistake it. You. That is good. That is good. You don't want to
0: accidentally think your snapcaster is a red card. It is very, it is the bluest snapcaster mage. And uh, we mentioned that with some of the other cards too. I think that's the advantage of the border extension or like semi borderless look, whatever it is. It does really make the colors really pop on some of these cards. All right. Next up, almost through the
1: mythics, is the unhollow original art. Eh, I mean, it's a good commander card. Right, I really like this one. I, I think the, if you notice the background in the art, it's, it's like, I don't know, like inscriptions on a wall or stone or something. And making it full frame lets you see all of that. And I keep harping on this, but the card is just really black, right? It just feels w- really, We never mistaken for a red card. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the undying reminder checks, which is like, I don't know, like eight paragraphs or something, is like removed, so the card is much cleaner, so I really like the, the promo version compared to the original.
0: Yeah, I do too. I really like the no reminder text. I think it's a nice way to differentiate like these collector cards for experienced players from cards that people might actually want to play with. So uh, you have the version with the reminder text if you're a a newer player who needs a reminder. But you can get these super premium versions. It kind of like slightly like textless like you can't go all the way textless anymore wizards just isn't down for that which makes sense but this is kind of like a nice middle ground where you're minimizing the text and making the card cleaner for more experienced players mm-hmm. how about our next card old emissary of trust at one point like the hottest card in legacy now it's just like another card in legacy i think it's decent but without death right shaman a little bit less uh devastating
1: yeah but still pretty good uh i like you can see the type line here is very clear. The type line is transparent, and the text is actually white instead of black now. And it just makes Leovold pop out more. And it reminds me of Tomer. He's like, let's make a deal. <laughs> but this deal doesn't make any sense for you. <laughs> but you can't complain.
0: <laughs> <sighs> Alright, next. We have Platinum Imperion with some super sweet new art. I really like the art on this and the text with no flavor text or anything just your life total can't change
1: oh, it looks so good it looks so good the the text is centered it's like it's like your life total can't change and it looks like iron man so good <laughs> <laughs> you'd never understand this seth
0: <laughs> no what's iron man <laughs> uh, all right let's keep moving we got so many cars oh another Eldrazi. Ulamog. I probably should have put that with the rest of the Eldrazi actually. Meh, I mean this isn't even the good Ulamog
1: anymore. (laughs) No one plays this one. Yep, yep. I wonder if they'll, (sighs) I mean they can't put the other Ulamog in, right? It's eliminated because they already have all the mythics?
0: Yes, and I would be very surprised if they put it at rare. That would be not good for limited. (laughs) Yep, so no
1: Eldrazi 2.0 here.
0: That's fine. Maybe when they bring master sets back in the future. We did get kind of a surprising reprint. This is our like old-school expensive because it was in one of those weird sets, which I think was Portal 2 Temporal Manipulation. Basically, literally time warp, but from a weird set where there's hardly any supply.
1: Yes, the butterfly time walk. Uh, I like it i like i just like taking extra turn after this one like centered nothing else i think like there's good news and bad news good news
0: is this reprint should drop the price a ton because this card isn't played outside of maybe random commander decks bad news is it's going to give people another cheap extra turn spell for their commander decks which uh, is fun for no one (laughs) (laughs) fun for you Uh, all
1: right and Liliana of the Veil your favorite Richard are you happy to see uh, this the return is The most disappointing one ever <laughs> she totally needs new art and I know we keep getting new Liliana cards like literally every set but I feel like a special art version of Liliana of the Veil I would happily happily replace my four immediately with the new art version this version like ugh. And it looks almost the same. It looks almost the same as a border extension.
0: It does, it does look very similar to the original. Um,
1: what versions do you play now? The original Instrad versions.
0: Okay. So no upgrading. Not good enough to, to no. do the upgrade. This is like literally but- the
1: same. That's just like burning money. Like if it was new <laughs> art or if the, the full art version was different, this is very close to a border extension. She's not even that much bigger in this one.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a fair point. Well, we also got everyone's favorite card, and this one has very new art. That it looks like a sliver to me. Do you see little sliver hands on Tarmogoyf, Richard? That's what I see. This is like Sliver Goyf.
1: It it is a sliver, but it also looks much more menacing than before. Before you're like, I don't know what I'm looking at, and then you you get the the Modern Masters version. You're still like, I'm not really sure what I'm looking at still, but it's slightly clearer. Now you're like, "Oh my God, it's a time we' go get out of here." Like this new version is just crazy. Like, look, look at the teeth on this thing, right? This thing looks like it should eat death Shadow for lunch. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> but I really like this. and of all the cards I've seen, like this is the card that really makes me want to get the box topper. It's going to be so yes. expensive. It's like buying four more Jun decks or something, <laughs> but, we're, but we'll see where the price lands. But this card, uh, it, it feels like a Grinch or something. Doesn't this look like the Grinch or something? Like it feels like a Christmas it, promo too while we're looking it at it. It does look it. a
0: little Grinchy. <laughs> yeah, it looks, it looks really good. At first, I was a little just like jarred because it's so different than past Tarmagoists, but I think it's my favorite Tarmagoid, uh, fart now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Will this card make Tarmogoyf playable in Modern again? I I don't. I don't think that's how it works. What if they misprinted and give it an extra power and toughness? (laughs) Uh, And
0: lastly, I think, or getting near the end of our list, we have Lord of Extinction. Meh. I mean, it looks kind of cool with the art being bigger, but... I mean,
1: I've heard man. this is a commander staple, but I've literally never played this, nor have I seen anyone play this. But you look at it, it's not actually not that bad. But yeah, maybe we should start playing this stuff.
0: I mean, it gets big when you consider four people putting cards in their graveyard. It's, it's pretty easy to have it be 20 or more power. Yeah. It's just, like, a big creature, though. It doesn't really do anything cool. It doesn't draw me cards, yeah. so why would I Why would I play Lord of Extinction?
1: It dies <laughs> to a relic of progenitus. It should be at mm. least, like, star plus one or something so it can survive.
0: Yeah, that is... That's a good point. Get bajuca-bogged out of the game. Yeah. And, all right, this is our very last one. Same art, but... Nice new border, Vengevine, which has really come back to prominence in modern lately. So, what do you think of Vengevine, Richard?
1: I think the the box topper version is just so much better. It looks like it's popping out of the frame, it's much bigger and menacing, and... It just looks amazing so i, I really like the box topper version here
0: yeah the box topper version it does look really good i would i would definitely play those i think it's my favorite of the vengevine art so that is all of our mythics and oh man we're going super long do you want to go lightning mode through the rares richard so we can right. actually uh do fish mail and all right, stuff
1: all right we'll, we'll go lightning mode
0: so, while half of the ultimate box toppers are the 20 mythics from the set, some of the rares, and even a couple of uncommon, slipped in as well. So, we're going to go super quick through the rest of them. So, Richard, uh, first up, Tassiger the Golden Fang, notable because it is the single least valuable card <laughs> out of any box stopper a buck eighty right now for a Tassiger.
1: Really? Huh. Yeah. Even, like, below Kitchen Finks and whatnot? But, I mean... Also- no go because no banana That's like, it's just very simple
0: it looks like a little bit weirdly sexual or something like i don't know with the whip and everything i don't know this is like
1: <laughs> Seth, a it's, little bit creepy. it's,
0: it's it. creepy Tassiger. <laughs> it's
1: it's no banana Tassiger. he's no good man <laughs> it, it, it should have got stopped in review uh
0: demonic tutor next on our list i really like the art on this one this is really
1: cool I, 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 it's so good. I like, there should have been flavor checks here. <laughs> we're just like, yeah, I'm casually rowing down the boat here with the demon in, in, in tow. No problem. No worries. I really <laughs> like it. That's my tutor.
0: Oh, what about your reanimate? Also new art. Getting lots of good black cards. Uh, I like the new art. I think, I still think the original reanimate's my favorite art, but this one looks pretty good too. This art's really good. I like it. What about? Engineered Explosives with Modern Masters version of art. This is a card mostly good because it's really expensive. Engineered Explosives, 83 bucks at the moment in the paper world, which that's a lot of money. And it's a card that is pretty important for modern decks. A lot of decks want well, at least one of them and maybe two of them in their sideboard. That's a huge cost to play your optimal sideboard. Yeah,
1: I just like the no reminder text on Sunburst card so clean without it
0: yeah that definitely improves it. fulminator mage this is also new art and it looks really good too i I think i like the new art on almost every single one of the cards i think they really nailed it with the new art on this entire set
1: yeah i think i agree with you all the new art's pretty sweet this fulminator mage depending on how expensive it is i don't know if it's worth upgrading my sideboard cards <laughs> but it, 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 is, it is sweet but I'm going to expect to pay a hefty price for these.
0: Yeah, I bet they will be pretty expensive. Uh, Gaddictig. Eh, good card. Not new art, but... (laughs) The only kitkin. I I like... It does look really awesome with the extended border. Like, it's nicely centered uh, and stuff, so I I like how it looks without the border there, but... uh, Next, Gorio's Vengeance, and... What is... Is that a zombie? What is going on? This is like horror movie art. This
1: is too scary. I don't want to look at this. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like they're... I feel like there should have been a warning before revealing this card.
0: Yeah. Do you ever see The Ring? It was like a pretty old yep. horror movie. Yep, it reminds me of The Girl in the Ring, yep, I think.
1: Yep. This is this is too much. <laughs> this is too much. Uh, spliced into ar- onto Arcade. I hope you know what it does, because we don't have this reminder text anymore.
0: This is one of the cards where maybe they should have kept the reminder text, because yep. <laughs> who knows how that works. <laughs> Not important. Uh,
1: who, who has ever spliced this <laughs> into Arcade on something besides Limited? <laughs> uh, that's true. Next up, we have maybe
0: one of the most important reprints from the set at rare in the normal set even noble high arc a card that we get lots of fishmail questions about should you buy it should you not buy it well the answer now is pretty clearly wait until the set comes out in a month and pick them up then yeah no no reminder tax no flavor text very simple text box yep exalted add the mana life from the loam has some uh interesting noir It's you would not mistake it as a red card it is very
1: green <laughs> Uh yeah, you're you're loaming something here. I can't tell what's going on in this art, but I like life from the loam. Oh, what about Maelstrom Paul's? Boo. <laughs> boring art. Bo- I mean I like art. the Maelstrom.
0: I like the art, it's just, we've seen it many times before. Yeah. Through the Breach. This is one of my favorite arts, because it's actually how it's played in Modern. It's a Nahiri and an and that's, like, exactly the deck in Modern that <laughs> Through the Breach is an Emrakul. Yeah.
1: So I really like how the art is imitating life in this case. This art, I think, is one of the best arts in the entire set. You have Nahiri there, you know, barely visible, summoning Emrakul through the breach, and Emrakul looks menacing. This is not you know, Evercoil Aeon's Torns, even though it actually is, you know, this is something that's going to come and wreck your world, right? This is Pacific Rim or Godzilla or something, right? Like You don't, you do not want to see this showing up on the shores of your city. This looks great. I absolutely love this. And maybe I'll just play through the breach deck just so I can play this card.
0: Just so you can play the art.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like so on flavor. It's like, Evercoil it, is, comes it through. is. And then you throw in a, you throw in a gristle brand and you like surprise. <laughs>
0: Uh, what about <laughs> Urborg, Tomb of Yagmoth? This one actually looks really nice too. New art for Urborg.
1: Yeah, I don't even know. Is that a throne? Like that—that's the tomb, I think it's a, right? It's a yeah. I think but, it's supposed to be a tomb, but it's yeah. so vertical. Like I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's weird.
0: I'm not up on my tombs. I don't know. Maybe that's what a tomb looks like. like. I look at it, I see a
1: clock tower <laughs> with like a smiley face or something, like a mine <laughs> face on it. I'm like, that can't be right. <laughs> <laughs> How about? ancient tombs. Speaking of tombs, how is
0: what is the tomb level of this one, Richard? I see this,
1: and I'm like, that's clearly a tomb. It's (laughs) clearly very ancient. I'll I'll take this. Uh, Alright, and
0: then we got the entire cycle of Creature Lands from Worldwake, all with the original art. Uh, They look good with the extended border, but nothing, like, super groundbreaking, I guess, but solid reprints. And then finally, we got two uncommons that snuck their way in first off kitchen finks with original art and then secondly eternal witness and what do you think of the art on this eternal witness richard
1: so i really like kitchen finks art by the way the 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 zoomed in version is amazing and i love the new eternal witness as well i think these are the cards that you're buying the set for like these new art versions and the full art versions they're just amazing i i really love this art
0: yeah the art looks great the set it looks great. Like, I want to be so hyped for this set. That's all the cards we know so far. Like we mentioned before, the week before Thanksgiving here in the US, which is, uh, what did we figure out? 19th and 20th? Is that the spoiler days, Richard?
1: Yeah, they'll, they'll spoil the whole set over two days because, you know, why give content creators a break? Two days <laughs> and then the full set on Wednesday. All 254 cards.
0: Yeah, so a couple weeks, we'll know the rest of the set. For right now, I mean, we know all the mythics. We know probably a decent amount of the high-value rares. The set looks good. Gonna have to do some number crunching as far as the new MSRP, but what do you think, Richard? Any final
1: thoughts on this surprise master set before we move on? The new art is amazing. I think the new frames is amazing. Uh The question is can we afford this our our magic player is gonna eat this up uh if they do then expect the prices of all our staples to drop right they're gonna be subsidized by people trying to bling out their deck or maybe everyone will be like me and just play it on moto where it's about the same price as a normal (laughs) card but we still get the new art so ah, but moto's not gonna be able to do the frame correctly oh never mind this is not gonna work on moto
0: well, yeah I, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen on Moto. I think the box toppers are going to come in treasure chests, but who knows exactly how good the frame will look. Yeah, sometimes a little hit or miss. So I think for me, big takeaway is, Modern's going to be getting cheaper. We've been writing articles talking about, over the last few months, Modern getting more expensive. There's most likely, it's not 100% confirmed, but a Modern Pro Tour this winter. So, having these cards come out with many of the most expensive cards in the Modern format being reprinted, it's a really big deal and doubly important right now, with Wizards saying they're pulling back and not doing Master Sets for the foreseeable future. If you have been waiting and you want to play modern and you need Lilianas or Karns or these other really high value cards and you're explosives, the creature lands. This is your window. Like, take advantage of these windows because it is the single most important thing you can do. Like, these cards will drop and then they won't get reprinted for two years and their prices will go back up to eighty dollars, a hundred dollars. So, if you can, try to take advantage of the window where the format goes on sale. We've talked about it before. So, real important if you're looking to get into modern to take advantage of the prices when they drop here anyway moving on from the world of modern and our surprise spoiler set we wanted to briefly because we're kind of running long mention that there's a pro tour this weekend featuring standard so richard what is your hype level for pro tour guilds of ravnica starting friday from atlanta i believe uh, over here in the u.s this time what's your hype level at
1: Not too hype. It's like so long after set release, Seth. I'm like all guilds of Ravnica worn out. But I mean, it is a pro tour. We're going to see the best decks. The metagame will quote unquote shake up and solidify. So that's the exciting part. But I really do wish that this was much earlier. And plus the hype of Ultimate Masters is going to overshadow the pro tour build up. Normally we'd be speculating. We'd have a whole podcast on the pro tour. But instead, we're going to talk about Ultimate Masters and figuring out what cards we can fit in our decks and things like that. So it's a little weird, the timing of the stuff, but it is a pro tour. We're finally going to see what the pros have been brewing, what they've been holding back uh these past couple months. So if you're a standard player, it'll be exciting time.
0: I am actually super hyped for this pro tour. So last time we had Rotation... Uh we had a pro tour and Teamer Energy it was the best deck before rotation it was the best deck after rotation to the point where I ended up getting banned and it was a miserable pro tour and it wasn't enjoyable but I am actually really happy with where standard is right now like we're seeing kind of the give and take we're seeing Golgari rise up and then the Angel deck beat Golgari and the control deck beat the Angel deck so we're seeing that rock paper scissors we're seeing uh, weird Phoenixes decks we're seeing aggro decks there might be even decks that we haven't even seen anyone play yet like combo decks that might break the format so it's been a long time since there's been a standard pro tour that i've really been this excited about because i actually feel like we don't know what the best deck is even though it's six weeks after the after the set release we don't know right now it's not already set in stone and who knows what could come up so i think it's going to be a super exciting weekend uh, if you like standard if you like guilds of ravnica and if you like magic like i'm just i'm super super hyped and super excited for it Anyway, uh, Richard, I think
1: it is about fishmail time, so why don't you take it away and give us some fishmail? Alright, if you have questions, send them to at with the hashtag, MTG and we'll get to your questions on air. So first question comes via email from Nathan. Seth, in your recent video, Your tie, uh, it seemed like stealing your opponent's cards has become much more popular in recent sets. Do you think it's possible it becomes a named mechanic? uh like surveil too so blank 2 steal the top 2 cards of your opponent's deck twice you may cast those cards ooh um it seems unlikely to me, but I guess there's a chance that
0: I, it's mostly like a black-red mechanic, so who knows if eventually we have Rakdos as a supported guild or something and Wizards decides to make it a name mechanic for a set, but I would lean towards no. I think we are seeing more and more of those cards because they're really popular, fun, like casual slash commander cards, but I would be surprised if it actually was a name mechanic.
1: Yeah, I think we'll see more of those cards, but it's too good to be a names mechanic. Like, I can't imagine something that you just staple on to, you know, draw a card and then this thing, right? Like, the card's going to be so expensive, I I just can't imagine there's too much design space for it. Uh, Tapiole, what is the best Jund build? Risk Factor? Dark Confidant? In today's modern metagame, what is Richard's Twitter account? Thanks for the podcast every week. Well, this
0: is you, Richard.
1: So, Twitter account i just use that MTG Goldfish. I don't have uh, my own where I post my Jund musings. (laughs) I don't know. It it depends. I haven't actually tried the Risk Factor build. So I'm actually very curious. So Dark Confidant has a problem of just eating it. Like, people kill it immediately, and the body may not always be relevant. But Risk Factor is actually very interesting because all of your cards in Jund are so good. If your opponent just takes... Uh, the damage I don't you know like that's what they're probably gonna do most of the time if they give you the cards you're probably gonna win so do you want such aggressive burn and that depends if your Jund build is more aggressive or not but I I think Dark Confidant I like better because he's more consistent.
0: I don't play, I haven't played Jun, so I'll go with Richard on this one.
1: Whatever the answer is, though, this doesn't help you against Dredge. (laughs) So that's the problem. (laughs) It doesn't really help you against all the matchups where you're kind of struggling in. Les last week, MTG Arena started streamer events where content creators got to create special formats. What would your streamer event be? And why would sets be Panharmonicon Emblem? (laughs)
0: <laughs> that would be that would be super sweet if you could just start with a Panharmonicon emblem oh man that would make me so happy just like if a <laughs> if a ability would trigger it triggers twice instead Ah, <sighs> that would probably be either that or like all non-basic lands or mountains that
1: would be a sweet one <laughs> <laughs> that one wouldn't work because you would just everyone would play red decks <laughs> you know that coming uh, in but i think Panharmonicon emblem is pretty sweet what would mine be Hmm. I don't know what mine would be.
0: Like some sort of tribal restriction. You gotta only play, oh, like, that bad tribals somehow.
1: That would be sweet. All your creature types must match in your deck.
0: Ooh, yeah. I could see that. That would be the Richard restriction. That would be
1: sweet. All right. free, I played Magic Arena Beta right in the beginning and did not enjoy as much... Do you think it's worth to try playing it again?
0: Yes, 100%. It, for all the things we talk about and complain about, Arena has greatly improved since the start of the open beta. Like, leaps and bounds better than it was. So if you have not given it a shot in a while, definitely it's free. You can get an account. You don't need a code or anything. So I would definitely encourage you to give it another try.
1: All right, Elodin42, plus like a million other people i'm pretty sure bah humbug's song on the bottom is jingle bells seth are you a musician or not i trusted you and as soon as we put the podcast up i got like a million messages saying lol is jingle bells what's wrong with you guys i was i
0: was trying to spell out a word i thought they were going to spell out a word with the notes i wasn't looking for songs and it was so like musical
1: you thought this was probably a code word
0: that, uh, yes, I don't know why my brain worked that way, but yes, that's what I was looking for, some secret code word.
1: <laughs> uh, all right, Wesley Pleasemart, I was watching Commander Clash and noticed Seth didn't pronounce... Zundersplit, <laughs> can you do this now for us? Z- Zindersplit. I think that's how you say it, right? Uh, Zindersplit. Does it sound German enough? Like, do we need <laughs> we need Tober here? He's really good. I think,
0: like, I think you're supposed to just be able to add any vowels you want. Isn't that how it's supposed to work?
1: Zundersplit. So it could be like
0: Zundersplit or Zundersplit. There's there's so many possibilities.
1: We need an official Lottie stream where they just read <laughs> card names to end these all debates. <laughs> kid panama why don't you have a mobile app is there any chance you could seems like all i ever need is on my phone coming soon question mark question mark <laughs> uh jewzims to plowshares what is a competitive easy to play fun modern deck for someone thinking about getting into the format not including Burn.
0: my recommendation is usually eight whack goblins I think it's fun. If you like aggro, it's fun. It's fairly easy to play, and it's actually pretty competitive. And if that's not your style, there's a lot of options uh, on the, the Modern page, if you look at the budget list that we've played in Modern. So pick one that is your playstyle. there's some controlling ones tribal ones but i think if you want just the budget deck that's most likely to win you an
1: f&m uh outside of burn which you said i would probably go with eight WAG. all right man sears legros inspired by 5c lich i'm making a super budget casual modern version tap Tri lands or vivid lands for a super budget brew
0: i would probably if you're five colors i would probably play vivid lands honestly you can throw in some tap Tri lands too play them all but i would think that the vivid lands would be number one if you're full five colors
1: all right richard nine three two three oh just started getting started on magic arena and got a hundred dollar birthday gift how should i best spend it to get my collection started.
0: Ooh. Well, number 1, buy a $100 pack of gems. And then number 2, it really depends on you. Probably the most efficient way if you enjoy drafting and you're good at it is to draft and focus on picking the rares and mythics that you see in the draft. Otherwise, uh pretty much buy some packs and crack them. Those are really the only two options,
1: right, Richard? Yeah, I think you just get the get the the biggest bundle. Uh, which gives you a certain amount of wild cards. I would choose your first deck wisely. It's not easy to switch decks. So make sure you know what deck you want to build and then use your wild cards to, to do that. And yeah, just start grinding away at events. Gochiner Jordan, last week you were asked about NFL teams and your answers were prefaced by Canadian slash Northern New York excuses. <laughs> <laughs> As an almost Canadian New Yorker, I feel compelled to ask if you follow any NHL teams got a cup prediction
0: i have never really followed hockey so no i guess i would probably go with buffalo if i had to choose one but i have never really been a hockey fan really ever have you ever skated ever like N- no not really
1: What? How How can you grow up in upstate New York without doing any of this? Is it not a big thing? Do you guys not go on lakes and skate and hope you don't die and things like that? Like, Not really, no.
0: People, like, ski and snowboard and stuff, but there's not... I mean, some people probably do, but it's not, like, a big thing here or anything.
1: Well, I guess I'm truly Canadian, because I used to skate on lakes and stuff, and I always thought, like, hey, does anyone know how to test the ice? And we're like, yeah, the ice looks solid, and it was, like, very questionable, (laughs) but we did it anyway. terms of hockey... Leafs fan but I don't really watch hockey anymore like ever since childhood and just every couple years someone tells me that oh they got a new roster they're all young and hungry and they're up and coming and then I watch the playoffs and they get immediately kicked out and I'm like okay same with the Blue Jays ironically like Toronto sports fans are very hopeful I always get news of this is the year and I feel like I get duped (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> we we haven't had the glory years since like the mid-90s or something for, for <laughs> sports in Toronto. Variant human Guilds of Ravnica has been out for a while. What is on your wish list for Ravnica Allegiance?
0: Ooh. Man, hmm. Aristocrats. That's the main thing that I want to have happen. I want there to be, especially with Orzov coming, enough sacrifice outlets that you can actually build at least a semi-competitive Aristocrat stack. That's a big thing we're missing right now. We have a lot of the pieces. A Blood Artist effect would be nice, but we really need a good sacrifice outlet.
1: Yeah, I just want to see more Orzov cards. I like the Orzov guild. I like Extort. I hope they bring back some overpowered multiplayer mechanic <laughs> like that. Uh, whipping, whipping back Obsidat is one of uh, my favorite memories from the last time we were on Ravnica. So yeah, I just want to see some cool Orzhov cards. Uh, last question. Morgan necessary. Mox Opal is not one of the box toppers. With about 20 mythics spoiled, is this a sign that it's not in the set and likely to get banned in 2019?
0: Uh, well. Pretty confident it's not in the set. That's not a card I could imagine being rare, so I'm uh, very confident it's not in the set. As far as being banned, I don't know. It's a card that could be banned. I don't think it's at the very top of the watch list at the moment, but I think Wizards will shake something up before the Pro Tours this winter and also a lot of modern GPs this winter, so I expect something to happen. Maybe it's Mox Opal. Maybe it shows up in whatever this new product that we're expecting in the next year, I would assume, and maybe Mox Opal is the chase mythic of that, so could go either way.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's going to be at Rare, and even if it was at Rare, they'd include it as a box stopper because it's such a chase card in modern so it's probably not in the set it probably means they don't want you doing unfair things with mox opal (laughs) so they're not going to reprint it to make it super cheap but i don't think this means it's going to be banned or it's not going to be banned i don't i don't think we can read anything into that but uh we we can see that maybe they don't want this effect and they're not going to reprint it to make it too plentiful Yeah, yeah i agree that's all our fish meal, so thank you to everyone who sent them in. If you have questions, send them to at MTG Goldfish with the hashtag MDG And I think that brings us to the end of episode one ninety-six of the MTG Goldfish podcast.
0: So Ultimate Masters, looking sweet. Enjoy the Pro Tour this weekend. If you don't have anything going on, check it out. It should be an exciting weekend. Thank you all for listening. Richard, thanks for hanging out. It's always fun. And again, thank you to our sponsor, Spikes Academy. You can find them at SpikesAcademy.com. Get 10% off with a cold goldfish. So thank you again to them for their support. And with that, have a wonderful week. We will be back next week with all the Pro Tour results and whatever else is going on in the world of magic. So until then, have a wonderful week, and we...